0: Good morning, everybody. So good to see you this morning. You know, when a runner toes the line, he has one thing in mind, breaking the tape. Now, obviously, I'm not a runner, but I do know what it is to compete with the expectation to win. Whether it's Little League or backyard football or even now, teeing it up on the golf course with my son, I wanted to then and I want to win now. Now, I know winning isn't everything, but it is the purpose for playing the game. It's the motivating factor to help you push through the wall, to, to get back in the batter's box after you just struck out, or to hit a fantastic recovery shot after you hit one out of bounds. Have you ever thought about what motivates your walk with Christ? What helps you persevere in the faith? Now, over the last several weeks, we've been in a series entitled Essential Faith Works. We've looked at the fact that essential faith loves God and loves others. That essential faith forgives others. That essential faith devotes itself to God. That essential faith does not deny Jesus before others. That it's not ashamed of Jesus. And today, we want to look at the fact that essential faith is a faith that perseveres. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul writes some very important words that I want to share with you this morning. It says there, beginning in verse 24, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Can we pray together this morning? God, I do want to thank you for today. God, I want to thank you for your word. And God, I ask this morning that you would speak to us, God, that we would understand what it means to persevere in the faith and that we would run our race with endurance. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Here, Paul compares our faith walk with an athlete competing for a prize. The athlete here competes for a perishable wreath, but we for an imperishable crown. I believe there's some important truths in this passage this morning that I want to share with you. Our faith walk is a race that we run. Just like a race, you're, you'll, be, um, you'll have times of struggle. You, you have times when it's difficult. You, you may hit the wall. You may be tested in your faith. You, you might get cramps and you might lose your breath and get winded. But that's the journey that God has called you to be on. And thanks be to God, we're not alone in the journey. In fact, Jesus says that He's going to be with us, that He'll never leave us or forsake us. And even more than that, we have the Spirit of God living in us, empowering us. Several several years ago, Gatorade aired a commercial with the tagline, Is It In You? The entire commercial was filmed in black and white and in slow motion, and in the background, the... The orchestra was playing O Fortuna very dramatically. The camera gradually zoomed in on the athletes, and as it zoomed in, you saw the perspiration dripping from their forehead. And the perspiration was bright orange and bright yellow, the colors of Gatorade. And they stood in stark contrast against the black and white footage. And as the commercial came to an end, the question appeared, Is it in you? Now obviously, the implication is that the Gatorade was fueling the athlete's effort. In the same way, we run the race for Jesus with effort, but, it, but it's not our effort. It's not our energy. It is with the power that God supplies us, the power of God working in us. So let's run the race fueled by the power of God. And when we run the race, let's make sure that we're running the race with purpose. Notice what Paul says in verse 24. We run to obtain the prize. In verse 25, he reminds us that the athletes are competing to receive this perishable wreath. In verse 26, he says, I don't run aimlessly and I don't beat the air shadow boxing. And in verse 27, he says that I may not be disqualified. These are the purposes behind the running of the race. The truth is no one competes unless they want to win. For Paul, it was about Winning souls. In fact, if you back up a few verses into verse 22 and verse 23, you see, you see there that he says, I became weak so that I could win the weak. In fact, I become all things to all people so that he could win just one. And verse 23 says he does this for the sake of the gospel. You see, for Paul, his race, his running of the race was for the purpose of winning souls for Jesus. Let me ask you a question this morning. Why are you running? What is your prize? The word prize here only appears twice in the New Testament. Paul uses it both times, first here in 1 Corinthians 9, but also in Philippians chapter 3. In fact, I want to read that passage to you. In Philippians chapter 3, beginning in verse 12, it says, Not that I've already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The prize was the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what is Paul meaning by that? Well, I think the upward call is best described by one commentator where he says that it's the full and complete gaining of Christ for whose sake everything else has been counted as loss. In fact, Paul would say that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, that I may share in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Our purpose in running the race our purpose in looking for the prize to obtain is not heaven. I want to make sure that, that you understand that this morning. We, we don't run this race so that we have heaven as a reward. In fact, that's not even possible because that's not the race that we've been given. That race was given to Jesus. Jesus ran the race and He broke the tape and won the race for us at the cross, and by His death, burial, and resurrection, we have been granted access by grace through faith to heaven. You see, He won the race that gets us to heaven. And He's called us to run our race. So what is the prize that we run for? What's the prize that we're seeking to obtain? The prize is this, to know Jesus and to make Him known. To know Jesus and to make Him known is the prize that we run for. So how do we persevere in the race? We must run with discipline. Notice what Paul says about the athlete. It says that he has self-control in all things. Paul also says about himself that he disciplines his body and keeps it under control. We must run with discipline. That is, we must keep our eyes on the prize, on the goal ahead of us, and we have to keep our bodies under control. One of the ways that we slip up most often is with sin. In fact, the author of Hebrews says this in chapter 12. He says, To lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You see, we have to discipline ourselves when it comes to to the area of sin. Let me ask you a question this morning. Is there some sin that you just can't beat? A sin that keeps beating you up? Can I encourage you this morning? Don't give up. Don't give up. You can overcome. Did you know that WD-40 gets its name because the first 39 experiments failed? Imagine a world without WD-40. I mean, you can fix anything with duct tape and WD-40. Imagine if the guy would have given up. The name WD-40 literally stands for Water Displacement 40th Attempt. How would we fix all those squeaking doors if the guy would have given up after try 39 The truth of the matter is this. When it comes to sin... And overcoming it in our life, we can't give up. We need to keep trusting God to give us the strength that we need to overcome. And we cannot stop trying to overcome the sin in our life. God will give you the victory. Just trust Him and keep pressing on. Discipline doesn't only include the areas of our life that, that we struggle in with sin. But we also need to discipline our Time. We need to have discipline in the areas that lead to spiritual maturity. Have you disciplined your time to have devotional time every single day, or have you been disciplined in the fact to have a a one-on-one discipling relationship with a, another believer? And those things are very important to growing in faith, to running your race. If we're going to endure, we must practice self-control and we have to discipline our lives for the sake of the gospel. I want to share one final thought with you this morning. And it comes from verse 27, where Paul says at the very end, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. I want to speak directly to, to leadership this morning. Because even in the midst of our leading in our ministering to others, Paul himself had to to call himself out in the area of discipline. The truth is this, we can't sacrifice our own spiritual health on the altar of leading others. We have to take time to feed ourselves spiritually as leaders. We can persevere in the faith. If we keep trusting, if we discipline ourselves and we keep on running the race. So as you run, let's run to know Jesus and to make him known. Let's discipline ourselves so that we run with endurance and that we will break the tape for Jesus. Let me ask you this morning, are you even in the race? You see, God provided a way for you to be in the race through His Son, Jesus. God loved you enough that He was willing to send His only Son to die on the cross in your place and in my place, to die for your sin and for my sin, to become the sacrifice for us, to be buried and to rise again on the third day. And if we simply have faith in what Jesus has done for us on the cross, the Bible says that we can be saved. In fact, it says that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. That's a promise in God's word for you and for everyone who would believe. So have you started the race yet? Have you given your heart and your life to Jesus? I want you to know that you can. You can say a simple prayer, just acknowledging that that you are a sinner And acknowledging that God sent His Son, Jesus, so that you could have forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you and ask Jesus to come into your life. And He'll change you and you'll be on the race that you can run with endurance. Can we pray together? God, I do want to thank You for Your Word today. I want to thank You for loving us. I want to thank You that You walk with us each and every day, that You're there to empower us and to encourage us. And God, I pray especially this morning for those who may be watching or listening who, who do not know You, who have never placed their faith in what Jesus did for them on the cross. God, I pray that you, would draw themself, that you would draw them to Yourself today. God, that they would choose to follow after You. God, we thank You that Your Word says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we, we trust those promises to be true. God, again, Thank you for all that you've done for us. We give you the praise and the glory for all these things. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen and amen. If you made a decision for Christ today, we really want to know about it. You can call us at the church office. You can email us. You can even leave a comment below and we'll make sure to follow up with you. Again, it was so good to be with you this morning. And as we continue to gather together, If you want to continue to to watch online, please do so. We'll be here each and every week. And remember, live sent.